Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Big, big win last night. Perloff's Philadelphia Eagles taking it to the Miami Dolphins. Miami, when they play good teams, huh, looks like the offense isn't as revolutionary as people thought. Their five wins come against teams with losing records. Their two losses come Mm. against teams with winning records. And I thought Philadelphia, listen, they've got the answer. Every fourth down, which is normally like an apprehensive feeling for most fan bases and teams, when they're fourth and short, they do that stupid tush push, and they're all of a sudden onto a fresh set of downs. It was crucial in what was one of the biggest drives of the game last night. I actually came away much more impressed with the Dolphins than I think you did. Mm. Uh, I saw, by the way, they moved up there like a clear second in the AFC in Super Bowl odds. Because that was that game was in Philly, and the Dolphins have like six guys were coming back off injury. Their pass rush was getting to Hurts, but Hurts is so slippery. There are reasons to be excited for the Dolphins. I would not count them out. This was not a terrible loss in my mind. Because the game was a little closer than 31-17. A couple things happened in the second half. I think they're going to be fine. Once A-Chan gets back and all those defensive guys get back, the Dolphins are going to have to be reckoned with if two is still healthy. I don't, I mean, a little closer, I guess, but, you know, Philadelphia called off the dogs. This easily could have been a 38 17, which well, would have looked at a the lot. very end. Yeah, but it was, do you, you ever think the game was out of control? I did not think that at all. Uh, was, yeah, I, I actually did. I thought that once the Eagles went up by a score and then Miami's, you know, comeback fell short. Yeah, definitely. I, I always thought the Eagles were winning that game. I mean, 17-17 awesome. in the fourth quarter. It took it took a defensive touchdown, though, from Miami. It's not like the offense. Listen, Tyree Kill, it's like always going to get his. And last night it was 11 receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown on 15 targets. Mm. So that's not even like the huge number, like 150 yards receiving or whatever. But he's just, he's everywhere. I, I thought this was a credit to Philadelphia. You know, you but, come in, you're facing an opponent with this kind of an offense. And I thought the Eagles defense was great. But picture that Miami team. If you put HN back in, you have a healthy Jalen Waddle. You put Jalen Ramsey, a quarter cornerback. Yep. Jalen Phillips keeps playing like this. And you have a quarterback who can't run away from every sack. Uh, the Eagles got a little hot. I think there's a formula where Miami's a very dangerous team. Look at the Super Bowl odds. They're kind of right behind Kansas City. It's interesting, though, because you're going if, 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 if. 
there's no if. There's no if. H head's coming back. Waddle will be healthy. Uh, Ramsey's coming back. Just, <laughs> hey, hey, Waddle, when, since, when is, since when has he been healthy? Yeah, well, I'm just saying he came back in the game. I no, mean, he did come back in the game, but he obviously is, you know, was a little bit compromised. Oh, I know yeah, he made yeah. some catches. But there's no if about Ramsey. These are not ifs. They have a lot of guys coming back on defense. No, they will be coming back or they're scheduled to come back, but we have no idea what the health situation is going to be down the stretch. Just because they get people back doesn't mean more people aren't going to get injured or different people aren't going to get injured. Listen, you, you just can't predict that kind of a thing. They also have two guys in Waddle and Tua that are like medical red flags. I think to say, well, like, why will we be back? I'm like, yeah, but that guy gets hurt all the time. We know Tua, unfortunately, you know, he may be one bad hit from being concussed again. So, yeah. like, the concern. That's all true. Right. The concern about the Dolphins, I don't think necessarily is the guys, you know, won't, the guys that come back won't play great, is that they could suffer more injuries. Yeah. I think they, they showed a little bit last night. You saw it at moments of the game where the pass rush was really getting home. They they feel like a more complete team than they did last year because they have a lot of young pass rushers. They've been drafting defense. There's a formula where this all comes together, and they're a really tough team. Last night did not kill me at all. Two is, two is incredibly impressive. There's okay. no way to argue about that. Last night, Chris Collinsworth kept comparing him to Joe Montana, and it didn't sound ridiculous. It always sounds a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. <laughs> Not the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, though. Well, I mean, he he's good for a couple of games, um, and he does a great job, obviously. We're going to try something out here this morning. So, obviously, Eagles get the big win, 31-17, last night. We're going to try to go quickly run this hurry-up offense, if you will, around the NFL. Will EJ will throw us a game. Perloff and I will give you our thoughts on what we saw. We'll use the NFL music from NFL films. Yes. It's one of the greatest scores Get ever show created. fired up. <laughs> okay. No, I hear this music, and it feels only apropos. I start with two NFL films classic teams here, though. Not necessarily right now. <laughs> Raiders, Bears, Bears <laughs> win 30-12. to 12. Uh, This is the Tyson Badgett game. This guy is one of the great stories now from D2 school. Three touchdown drives to start the game. How do the Raiders ever win? They weren't. They didn't win yesterday. I don't know how any they will ever win another game again because Josh McDaniels might be the worst coach in the NFL, and that's saying something. Proloff, describe to me why you on fourth and four at the Chicago nine, you go for it. Then you're fourth and goal at the six, and you kick the field goal. It's called analytics. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I, I bet the uh, Devontae Adams over on yardage. They targeted him 15 times yesterday, but Brian Hoyer just could not get him the ball. This is a backup quarterback. If they have a starting quarterback, it's a different game. I think the Raiders could have won that game, but Hoyer was terrible, and I love Hoyer. Yeah, because when you sign Jimmy G, you know you're signing up for 17 games of perfect health. Like, they only have themselves <laughs> to blame for this. They should have the best backup quarterback in the league. All right. Uh, all right, let's go to Indianapolis. Uh, Browns with a dramatic win, 39-38 over the Colts. They got screwed. There is no doubt about it. I don't care about it. There was a play at the end where... Browns quarterback P.J. Walker fumbled the ball and they called holding or some kind of interference. The last play, the key play, there was a pass interference call when the ball was thrown basically into the stands. Clearly, they should have picked up the flag because it was an uncatchable ball. The officials who were struggling all day did not pick it up. Cleveland gets a win, but it should have been an Indianapolis win. That's a huge, huge game because Indianapolis goes to three and four, would have been four and three, an impossible playoff position. 
Uh, I can't give the Colts a pass here. You turn the ball over four times. Three of those turned into scores for Cleveland. You had eight different lead changes in this game. It was a wild game. The big star from the game, though, of course, is Miles Garrett. Yeah, I mean, you turn it over to a superhero. Miles Garrett is a human. <laughs> There's no shame in that. The dude jumped over the line by six feet. I don't even know how he did that. To be honest, the biggest takeaway from this game is what's going to be up with Deshaun Watson and his health the rest of the way because he tried to give it a go. He re-injures himself maybe in the game. They didn't bring him back in. They said for precautionary reasons. Like, when are we going to see this Deshaun Watson trade actually be fruitful and a good thing for the Browns? When he's on the field, does he look any different than the backups there? They're going to win with defense and, and running. I mean, honestly, the Chubb injury is the big reason here. But just let Miles Garrett win the game. You're fine. Let's go to a game we talked plenty about in Foxborough. The Patriots with a late win over the Buffalo Bills, 29-25. Yeah, congrats, Buffalo. You kept Mac Jones' career now, which was on life support. You've breathed life back into it. Belichick gets his 300th win. The Bills are maddeningly inconsistent on offense. They're injured on defense, and they fall to an inferior team. They deserve to lose. Terrible win for the Patriots. They need to start over. They are in NFL limbo. This is going to hurt their lottery position. Actually, I guess you don't have a lottery. It's going to hurt their draft position. I think I got a text from our friend Sully saying he was sad, but I had a bunch of friends from Boston saying, oh, don't win this game. Don't win this game. Don't win this game. But the Bills couldn't help them. Yeah. Let's go to New York here, or at least Met, uh, MetLife Stadium. Giants with a 14-7 win over the Commanders, snapping the losing streak. I don't understand the Commanders at all. They were one for 15 on third down. And they committed 10 penalties in this game. Like, how would you ever win a game with those two stats, Perloff? It's impossible. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. This game would come on red zone or something. My eyes would glaze over. It just felt like a junior <laughs> varsity game. I couldn't believe two short quarterbacks, no offense whatsoever. First of all, the Giants should have won that game much more easily. It doesn't matter. This To me, this, the only thing that matters here is draft position because both teams are going to have to start over a quarterback. And I'm even saying that about the Giants. The Giants could have get really bad. They should start, you know, they should look at another quarterback even though they're paying Daniel Jones because I don't see the offenses doing anything. Let's go to let's go to Tampa Bay. So we got the Falcons <laughs> <Yeah>. somehow, <laughs> wow. despite all those turnovers, beating the Buccaneers on the road 16-13. to 13. Yeah, That was unbelievable. Three turnovers in the game. I, I One for five in the red zone. I mean, for the Falcons, just the epidemic of bad play in the red zone. But thankfully, they have a good field goal kicker, and he kicked them to a win. You're no closer here to figuring things out with Desmond Ritter, in my opinion, with the Falcons, even though you got a win today. And the weirdest thing from the game was Bijan Robinson. Nobody knew yeah. that this guy apparently was, like, uh, very sick. He was on the sidelines, but he was sick and couldn't play. So fantasy owners were ticked off about that because there was no heads up that he wasn't feeling well. And for some unknown reason, they put him in the last drive of the game to get three yards rushing. What is going on in the NFL? Uh, I don't know. So final score was 16-13. There was two key plays here. Drake London flipped into the end zone or to the one-yard line. Probably could have called a fumble into the end zone. They did not call it. It would have been a touchback box. But then Desmond Ritter's Going in to seal an easy win, fumbles the ball at the inch-yard line into the end zone. Still the worst rule in football that yep. when you fumble into the end zone, they get back. The Bucks had no right to be in this game and still should have won at the end. They had a chance. Baker Mayfield had to drive to tie it. They were rolling, should have scored the touchdown there at home. Both teams are really bad. And the Falcons should have won that game by 
15 points. I don't know how they made it a field goal win. Three they got fumbles. the W. <laughs> That's how you do it there. Yeah. It, it was the route in Baltimore. The Ravens yeah. trounced the Lions 38-6. Yeah, this one, I mean, four touchdowns scored by the Ravens before the Lions got a first down. This was a humbling experience for the Lions who were riding high. The offense was all-time, and the Ravens just came in and smacked them around. And now Lamar Jackson in the MVP race has to be after an almost perfect game yesterday. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's on fire. He, Todd Monken's offense came in and took a few weeks to get it down, which often happens with a new offensive coordinator. I think Lamar Jackson looks great. You know who really impressed me was uh, OBJ. He didn't really get that many numbers. He had five catches for 49 yards, but early in the game when it mattered, he looked really impressive. Cover Mark Andrews, but whatever. Lions are going to be fine. This was one of these games that got out of hand early. Did you pick that game, Maggie? Uh, I did. Yeah. Lions plus three. <laughs> it's one of those bets that's that so bad. You just know it's like, all right, well, I lost this bet in the first quarter. So I'm I'm good on this one. I don't have to pay attention anymore. In some ways, I think, those, some ways I think those are the ones that you can live with more than the crushing. Than the, yes, you're right. Close calls there. Okay, let's go to the 4 o'clock game. So we go to Los Angeles where the Steelers beat the Rams 24-17. Uh, Matt Canada gets a pass here. They do nothing in the first half of any game. That's when the script is supposed to be good. Look at Sean Payton and the Broncos. The Broncos are terrible, but Sean Payton can draw up some plays to get them in the end zone in the first half. The Steelers' offense is still so bad. The, the Rams, who are just a, basically a one-man team with Puka Nakua, he's my favorite player in the league. They can't sustain anything here. It's big win for the Steelers, but it didn't make me feel better about the Steelers because their offense is still really ho-hum. Okay. Here's the thing about the Steelers. The offense, yes, you mentioned a little ho-hum, but how many more game-winning drives do we need to see from Kenny Pickett to know that this guy's got something? He's got something. Now, the defense yes. helps it out, but he had two touchdowns in the second half and late in this game where the Rams were then forced to punt after. Like, the dude can put together a good drive at the yes, end. Yes, but games. wouldn't it be nice if they didn't need that good drive against a bad team? Just once can they win in the first three quarters of the game, that's what great teams do. If their goal is the Super Bowl, they can't have Kenny Pickett needing to do a game-winning drive every every week. I understand it, but your defense is keeping you close. And then Pickett, even though he's not considered like a great quarterback by any stretch, does have these end-of-game moments. He did against the Ravens earlier this year, did against the Rams yesterday oh, on the road. That offense is terrible. They wrote him off, but he ain't right back. Geno Smith <laughs> Gino. leads the... Seattle Seahawks to a home win over the Cardinals, 20 to 10. Yeah, this game actually did feel a lot closer. It's like the Arizona Cardinals are the new, like, Michael Myers. Like, you just cannot kill this team. They just keep coming back. The final score, not indicative because the Cardinals couldn't score in the second half, but it did still feel like it was rather close. Gino, though, with the two touchdowns, did throw a pick. The biggest thing for Seattle, and we all won't know this, when, the, when Kenneth Walker's going, they're going to be fine. 26 carries for 105 yards. They control the clock that way. That's the key for the, for the Seahawks. It's no secret. Yeah, it's one of those long day of football, 4 o'clock window. Arizona's wearing their all-white uniforms. Yeah, I just couldn't pay attention to this game. I could not do it. <laughs> Seattle, unfortunately, gets stuck in that a lot where I think people don't really understand the Seahawks because they're so exhausted and they play all these crappy games. That was a bad game. That And the, the Cardinals... Are now it was cute early in the season that they're staying in these games. Yep. Now it's like, what are you doing here? They they are an unwatchable team, and they're they're not going to beat anybody. Well, they did show Kyler Murray approximately 100 times on the sideline, but I don't know if people actually want Murray to come back. If you're a Cardinals fan, don't you just want to get a high pick and move on with a new quarterback? I would. Let's go over to Denver, where 
Uh, Russ leads the Broncos to a 19-17 to win over the Packers. Man, I, to me, oh, sorry, Perloff, this is yours. Oh, are you kidding me? You cannot stop this Russell Wilson offense. <laughs> yeah, right, the freight train. <laughs> yeah. I am surprised. Okay, I knew that Sean Payton was a great play caller. He's not a good in-game coach right now. And maybe it's a team. But any challenge that he makes, I'm like, oh, he's going to lose that one. He feels like he's a little bit out of control of the game management stuff, which is surprising to me. On the other side of the ball, I think LaFleur is being ex- exposed. Yeah. Jordan Love is young, and he's not playing great. But I feel like the Packers are not putting him in great positions until he has a lot of second-half comebacks. But the first half, that offense is totally non-threatening. Yeah, Jordan Love's just not really doing it for me. I mean, I know two touchdowns, but the one pick that he threw at the end was terrible. I don't know what he was looking at there in a game that's a one-score game where you're trying to mount this furious call. What was that play call? Is the right. play call? Is it the is it they, the execution? Is it the well, wide they, receivers are bad? I don't know. That ball I think was they in the air it. for like forever. <laughs> forever. I mean, the corner, the corner, the safety's playing cover two. He came all the way to the other <laughs> side of the field. Yeah, but I think they called that shot play. It was a weird call I, because they were driving. They were gonna all they needed was a field goal. I, I'm not quite sure why they went for that. What they saw. Um, one other thing too. Can we just talk about Kareem Jackson? Out of control. Out of control. The second game of the season that he gets ejected, this was for a bad hit on Luke Musgrave. And, I mean, he's got to get suspended. I mean, good for the Broncos that P.J. Locke was his backup who ended up and came up with that big game-stealing interception that we were just talking about. But this dude is, like, reckless. And yeah. He's been in the league forever, too. He's got to get thing. suspended. Yeah, it's it's getting out of control with Kareem. And, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about NFL punishments a little later in the show. But uh, last 4 o'clock game, we had a classic AFC West rivalry game here. You got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs winning 31-17. Another one for the fighting Swifties. Yeah, you you and I disagree <laughs> on this. To me, this is a function of Taylor Swift inspiring Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, what is the deal with the that first dance half? dance inspired him? So he basically broke every record. He's the first guy in five years in any position in the league to have over 100 yards in two first halves in a row. He's at an all-time clip right now. He was injured early in the season, and he might top his numbers from last year. And he's 34. How else do you explain this except a young girlfriend, Maggie? <laughs> I mean, he was already considered one of the greatest tight ends ever. Now that but Taylor how Swift is, he is peaking? here. How is he peaking at 34? I think it's because right now I don't know who else Mahomes trusts besides Kelsey. And Rasheed weirdly- Rice who had a nice uh, touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. But Kelsey, for some reason, still keeps getting open. And what they always say on the broadcast is he's not running any traditional routes. So nobody knows where he's going to be. And the Chargers defense obviously has no answer for him. I mean, come on, Chargers. Like, you got to score in the second half of a game when you have Justin Herbert. Enough with this. Like, enough with... You know, Chargers having a chance to win the game at the end and Justin Herbert coming up short. The coaching is bad. He's oh. not playing well. I This is yuck. This was gross from the Chargers. Disagree. If I look at that Chargers team, if you came away from that game and said Justin Herbert's a problem, then I'm not sure what you're seeing because that defense could not get Kansas City off the field. A defensive coach, they looked really, really bad. The Chiefs just decided to pick them apart and their offense never came off the field. Not once. These are the... These are the um, the drives for the Chargers yesterday in the second half. Interception. So first of all, Kansas City fumbles, so they get the ball back in advantageous position. Interception, punt, 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 interception. Well, yeah, the yes. interception was on a tip. 
when they were down in the, in the red zone. And the last interception, he was just desperate. It was, a, what, a minute 50 left, and it was third and long, and they're down by two touchdowns. So I, I don't think that was a fun. I mean, you didn't think that defense looked terrible yesterday? They did look terrible, but I can't with the, you know, we all know that Justin Herbert has the skills and the tools, but can we see it? Like in a meaningful moment of the game. That's and all that, I'm asking. Give him a different coach. Give him a defense. Well, give him some wide receivers that aren't sort of journeymen. Uh, Mike Williams, I know that they got the rookie out of TCU, but Mike Williams is definitely missed there. Keenan Allen's getting old. Honestly, I, I think the defense is a bigger problem, ironically. And Brandon Saley's a defensive coach. Honestly, the Chargers are so lucky that the Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes dance happened yesterday because it took everyone's eye off the ball of just how bad they were playing. And instead, we could all turn our ire to these two chicks with this, like, really juvenile-looking touchdown celebration. That's true. But there are no Chargers fans, so I'm not sure that they are used <laughs> to them. Like, who's going to care if the Chargers are disappointing? All right, last one we got here. We go to uh, Philadelphia where you had the Eagles winning 31-17 over the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. The Kelly Green, the debate, is it worth seven points in the spread or 15 <laughs> points in the spread? They're not going to lose in that uniform. Throwback to the 90s uniform. Bradley Cooper in the stands. Mike Trout in the stands. That was an unfair spot. Anybody who judges the Dolphins after that loss, just the fact that they didn't get blown out to me is a win. Because Philly was feeling it last night. Uh, Tough one for the Dolphins. You play a good defense. I know they had injuries, but the two good teams you've played, you've lost. The five bad teams you've played, you've won. So who are you really? Um, Here's a question about these Kelly Green uniforms, because that's all I keep hearing about is how great these Kelly Greens are. Do you guys remember a couple years ago when the Boston Red Sox had this alternate uniform, the cornflower blue and yellow? Yes. And they started winning at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. and they asked to just keep wearing the blue and yellow ones. Okay. And they were able to do it. I think they won like five or six games in a row. If if the Eagles are so unstoppable with this different shade of green— then why don't they just wear these? That's what every fan is asking. Yeah, I mean, beyond the Eagles, I mean, the Giants had their two most competitive games of the season. One was a win wearing the classic 80s, early 90s throwback uniforms. All teams should go back to what they wore in the 80s and 90s. Those were the best uniforms. The NFL figured out logos. They figured out uniforms and color schemes in the 80s and 90s. I don't know why they changed anything. (laughs) They have not improved on it since. Nothing has improved. So... It's really the 80s. The 90s is when things started turning south. That's when you got the Carolina Panthers in their terrible uniform and the Jaguars. The 80s, the simplicity of the 80s was what I think you like more, the throwback. Yeah, yeah. I think early, I think early 90s. Because when you, when you get to the Jaguars and Panthers, that's like mid-90s, 95. Yeah, like, the Ravens, like they came around yeah, in the yeah, 90s. no, like, not those teams. None of that works. Yeah. It's the 80s. Maybe this is a nostalgia play. But I feel like the Eagles with the Kelly Green, the Patriots when they wear Pat the Patriot on their helmet, the Cardinals last night in all white. I love the 80s. I'm sorry. I love anything 80s anyway. Is this me just being an 80s nostalgia fan or are those uniforms actually better? No, I just don't know whose decision it is. Like where? Who- oh, it's, I think a lot of that's pre-prescribed. They decided they were doing Kelly Green in May. I'm not sure they're allowed to just switch midseason. Yeah, which is funny, though, because in baseball, they did. Yeah, and they I don't allowed know. them just to switch and hang on to because it, it was oh. like a superstitious thing. Well, in the NBA, I mean, the Knicks a couple of years ago had a classic uniform that um, the rumor is uh, the owner didn't like, so then they just stopped wearing them the rest of the season. That they were scheduled to oh, wear God. according to the NBA schedule several times. They were supposed to wear it 10, 15 times that season. They wore it like twice, and then it just disappeared. 
By the way, Penn State came out and they're all whites against Ohio State. Was that the right move? Because to me, this kind of thing matters. Well, that's, that's what they wear all the time. That's their road union. Yeah, but they they have that dark blue too. When they're, they, I, I felt like they were doing. No, they wear dark blue on the road too. That dark blue with white lettering. I'll show you. I I, I just thought Let's that see. they looked really intimidating when they came out in the all white. I'm like, oh, they, they're getting a home field advantage back. They, I, I'm almost positive they have a blue, too, EJ. Are you sure they Talk don't? Talking about Penn State? Yeah, Penn State. They have no. a blue with white. Yeah, I mean, that's their home uniform. Penn but State. no, no, in the whiteout, they wear all white, don't they? No, they wear they wear blue in the whiteout, too. I thought they wore white in the whiteout. No, they wear blue. <laughs> my, my mom has been to oh, many whiteout, whiteout uh, games. Uh, she's a Penn State grad, so she'd be very mad if I didn't get that right. Oh, I'm so, so okay, so they, they had to run out in the white yesterday. Yes, they always wear white on the road. In the whiteout home games, they wear blue, but the crowd wears all white. So what if the home team wants to wear white, like Ohio State? That's a great question. I mean, I, I've, I've, they've not. I mean, the Big Ten has very classic uniforms, so you don't really see any of those teams kind of going off the beaten path and saying, "Hey, we're going to wear, you know, our whites at home." That doesn't happen very often. Coming up was Penn State's loss to Ohio State, the worst loss in college football this weekend. We'll get to that in just moments. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. The song brings me back to the 90s, much like the Kelly Green uniforms of the Eagles. So, again, show surprise coming in the 9 o'clock Eastern hour. We got a gift from our good friend of the show, Sully in Vegas. Sent me something over the weekend that everybody here is just going to love. We're going to hang it up in the studio. It's, it's going to be an incredible morale boost. I cannot wait. Okay, hold on, though, because I know Sully. Yeah, and he's so he's the best. He's awesome. But when he sends gifts, they're generally not for both of us. Like, he no. sent me this signed Jim Kelly football. That's that's awesome. It, but you don't get a lot of enjoyment out of that. I, I'm a Jim Kelly fan, going back to the, to the U. But this is a morale boost for everybody, probably all of America. If it's another Carson Wentz poster, I'm not even going to waste time. I'm going <laughs> to get the baseball bat and destroy it. <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't know if another Carson Wentz poster exists. exists. I don't know if people in the morning show are familiar. I don't think they're printing those anymore. <laughs> I don't know if people in the morning show with our new audience are familiar with what happened with the Carson Wentz poster. Perloff brought in a blown up copy of a SI cover, Sports Illustrated cover, that Carson Wentz's picture on it. And it got everyone else who uses the studio so ticked off because Carson Wentz has such bad energy and mojo that we raised money, basically, um, and used it as a charity opportunity where we raised money and then destroyed it, like, cathartically. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't want it in my house anymore, so I put it here as a storage space. <laughs> yeah. well, but then we that. made everyone so mad that I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Good morning. Good morning. So I, in the morning, Pete would know maybe better than me. Hi. I'm not sure the full story was ever told in this window, but people were that were watching DA certainly saw Carson Wentz behind him. So oh, they know I'm it sure. exists. I'm sure they were ticked off just like everyone else. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah I was. It's almost <laughs> like we're trolling people just by virtue of having it up. So we destroyed it. Why does Carson Wentz get people that mad? Why is he not in the NFL anymore? Same reason, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he does to us the same thing he right. does to general managers. Yeah, and family. teammates. Yeah. Head coaches. Uh, Jalen Hurts finished Sunday Night Football with his left knee in a brace, but it did not look like a big deal. Mm. 
Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio. Philly taking the lead there for good. Kenneth Gainwell at a TD run late in the fourth for the 31-17 final over the visiting Dolphins. That was one of A.J. Brown's 10 catches. Now, Brown knows what's up with Hertz's knee, but would not tell anybody post-game, but said he did love his QB's toughness. Okay, a little disappointed. They showed a lot of celebrities. I did not see our buddy Ryan Philippe, who was on Friday's show, in the stands. I saw Meek Mill. I saw Mike Trout. I saw Bradley Cooper. I saw, I think, Cassianos was there, I read. I did not see him, but it was yeah, a celebrity Yeah, by the way, Cassianos got a game tomorrow, tonight. Yeah, with this kid, usually you do the victory lap after. Oh, he's always ready, though. He's always ready. <laughs> That's true. And he'll get a nice. I'm sure he's still asleep right now. Right. He'll be ready to go by five fifth today. No they worries. They gave them some of those games this weekend, so you know they need they need a little bit of a break. Right. So, um, I don't want to make it all about Philly, but there was a big argument with our boss and myself about whether Mike Trout. It's cool to have him. He says that they should him and his buddy Elliot Shores Park, the Eagles reporter, say. The Jumbotron should not show Mike Trout because he's on another baseball team. I completely disagree. I am fully embracing Mike Trout, the Eagles fan. I don't care that he's in the Angels. That's not a rival of the Phillies. It's fine to embrace him as a celebrity fan. What's the problem? I think it would be different if he was actually from the city of Philadelphia. The fact that he's from South Jersey. Same no, thing. Same thing. I'm sorry for me. I'm talking, I'm talking about you. Talking about the outside perspective. For me, it feels a little weird. It feels like if there was some guy from. I don't know, Westchester that kept showing at Knicks games all the time. Why? That's not okay? That's on a different football team or a different... Yeah, that'd be weird. South Jersey is more Philly than Philly. Yeah. South Jersey is the, the no. beating heart of the Philadelphia right. Well, I'm sure everyone in the country appreciates this kind of geography but, lesson, but here's the thing. I, I actually am going to agree with you, Perloff. I think that if you are a known fan of a team, and it's not like he's showing up at Phillies games right, he can't to be root there on tonight. the Phillies. Right. He's showing up to Eagles games. I think that's totally fine. The well, question is, is he bringing in the loser energy with yes. him? Yes. No, here's the thing. He's a man with no team, in a sense. Like Mike Trout it does not have an identity as an angel because the angels can't win anything. If he was... Aaron Judge would be totally different. Right. I would not show Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge showing up at the 49ers game. I think what people would think is cool. I think people say the most fun thing about Mike Trout's entire career is his cheering at an Eagles game. Nothing fun <laughs> happens with the Angels. <laughs> I mean, they are a snake-bitten franchise, unfortunately. However, you really got to – I'll credit Mike Trout because he really does stick to his guns. It's not like, you know, LeBron James who – has like a hundred Cowboys, different, Browns, right. or Taylor Swift, Rams, should probably be an Eagles fan. Yeah, like Travis, I don't know that a Chargers game all of a sudden yeah, running right. on Justin Herbert. And and also a lot of these owners own teams that are outside of the market that they usually are That's in. True. You know. Oh so, wait, I'm sorry, I do sure. have to call call out one friend I thought was a little fraudulent. Did you guys see Michael Phelps throwing out the first game at the Diamondbacks game? Big fraud. Dude, that guy is totally Baltimore That's all bad. the time. I was surprised. All right. He totally hung that slider up there. I would have crushed that <laughs> yeah, ball. Sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then when Harper homered, he was looking at Michael Phelps and Durant and Devin Booker. They were all sitting in the same place. I thought he was looking at the, I thought he was looking at the dugout. Dugout, which he's now doing all the time. Right. I don't know why he was looking at everybody like that. Well, the Durant's, were fine. Durant's got to be a Nats fan, right? I mean, you'd think, just like you would have thought Michael Phelps would be an Orioles fan, but who knows? Well, with Durant... Or maybe Durant's Durant an Orioles fan. Did Durant have the Nationals when he was growing up? He might be an Orioles he fan. Might, I mean, he's from Maryland, so... 
Yeah, and the Nationals are a newer team. Maybe he his family like the Orioles. But, you know, you got to support the hometown team. I think if, you, if you're a Phoenix Sun, you have to root for the Diamondbacks. That, that's forgivable. No, see, that's where I kind of appreciate Jalen Hurts. Remember when Jalen Hurts was in Philly, showed up oh, with the yeah. Astros jersey on, and he was just like, listen, I'm from Houston. I can appreciate that. Mm, mm, it's my team, so I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins QB, Tua Tungavailoa threw for a score and a crucial pick last night. His offense has now scored just 30 points in its two losses. It's tough when you come on the road against a really good team and you're not able to, to execute the way you expected to execute, not execute the way we wanted to execute. Um, but you got to give props to, to those guys and their coaching staff. That INT came at the Philly goal line with Miami still down just seven points. Not the, his fault, by the way. The Dolphin loss, just the Eagles are too good defensively? No, two receivers ran into the same place. There was something happened with Waddle and Mostert where they ran the wrong route, so Waddle's quarterback came over and picked the ball. That was totally not... But, and the second time that happens, because early in the game, he completed a pass yeah, I with know. the same... It, and it was Mostert being too close to, I think, uh, Tyreek Hill that time. No, but even the announcer said, like, one of the receivers ran the wrong route, yeah. so there were too many Eagles defenders in the same spot. I'm now a huge Tua fan. I just want to get that on the record. Tua was unbelievable last night. Yeah, I mean, the, Tyreek dropped a touchdown pass on that slant. Yeah, as Maggie said, he was running too fast. He was running so fast, yeah. his knee knocked the ball out of his hand. <laughs> it's not a problem that regular people have. Uh, the Dolphin loss does take a little sting out of the Bills' 29-25 loss to the Patriots. Bill Belichick is finally the third head coach with 300 career wins. Baltimore is 5-2 and two like Miami after throttling Detroit 38-6. Lions head coach Dan Campbell letting the beating soak in. It's here. It happened. Um, it'll motivate us moving forward. And, and the shame would be if we don't uh, use this to get better for next week and it bleeds over into the Raiders. That that would be the ultimate shame. As you've already Don't heard- worry, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you already heard this morning, Lamar Jackson accounted for four touchdowns in that Ravens win. Tonight, it's the Niners in Minnesota. No Debo Samuel for San Francisco, but Christian McCaffrey is expected to play. Samuel has a hairline fracture in a shoulder. Will miss next weekend as well. The baseball postseason was basically drama-free until now. The ALCS is going the distance after the Rangers' 9-2 win in Houston last night. Texas finally ran away with a five-run ninth, including a grand slam from Adolis Garcia. Bruce Bochy, not surprised his team's still alive. We've talked about this so many times. Uh, during the season, we've had our ups and downs. I mean, we, we've had some tough streaks, um, injuries. But these guys keep getting up, and they keep bouncing back, and it's about being resilient in this game. And then he cracked open a can of sarsaparilla. Last night's win came after three straight <laughs> losses at home. Game 7 begins at 7 Central. The Phillies can win the NL pennant, will win the NL pennant in Game 6 <laughs> right. with the D-backs at 5 Eastern. Let's go. Oklahoma City Thunder Center <laughs> Stephen Adams will miss the season, needing surgery for a right knee injury that happened at the end of last season. Rest and rehab did not fix it. Alex Debrinkat with three goals in the Red Wings' fifth straight win, 6-2 over Calgary, and Christopher Bell won the NASCAR postseason race at Homestead, Miami, clinching his spot in the championship race next month. Guys, back to you. Bogus, Matt- thank you. You had a really interesting tweet, Maggie, on the Twitter that Tyreek Hill and Tua, if things went right and the Dolphins had this incredible record, could they split the MVP? Because I have to ask you, who's the MVP on that team in your mind? Or is it totally 50-50? Um, 
I, I want to say that it's Tua, but I think that Hill allows them to do everything, right? Yeah. Like, Hill's the reason why they can get the ball to everyone else because you have to give them so much attention. Yeah, I mean, he could have the first. He's on pace for the first 2,000-yard season of all time. But I like your idea of sharing it. Why not just give it to both of them? <laughs> Remember, we used to do that. Guys used to share MVPs and yeah. stuff all the time. They don't really do that anymore. Willie Stargell and Keith Hernandez, I remember, in baseball. But this is such a funny situation, too. I think you could say the same. Who's the MVP of the Chiefs offense this year? Is it Travis Kelsey or Mahomes? Well, they'll always give Taylor that to Swift. Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, Quentin yeah. Perloff, it's Taylor. <laughs> because they play so so much better when she's there. The numbers? Like they're not a dynasty, basically. I don't know. 108, 108 yards per game when she's there, 46 when she's not. That's analytics, Maggie. That's <laughs> science. That's science about yeah. Taylor Swift's presence. It's science. It's also chivalry. What? <laughs> Pop star analytics. I think the defense is in on it because they don't seem to cover Travis Kelsey. There's no contested catches. He's always standing there wide open. How is he still all <laughs> wide open all these years later? You think the Chargers are trying to get him some action? By the Chargers <laughs> defense. They're... Their defensive backs, they must have been staring at the booth wondering what Taylor... They were not watching the Chiefs receivers. I think they're just the Chargers. (laughs) I think that's what happens. Uh, Once again, science. Yeah. Did anyone else kind of feel bad for Mahomes' kid? (laughs) Brittany's holding the baby, and they're there dancing. I'm like, man... This kid's catching shrapnel. He does, not like he can be anywhere else. He can't I mean, walk. Speaking of catching shrapnel, you saw who else was in that booth? I sure did. Uh, Jackson Mahomes. You do not. Taylor Swift's people. Standing right behind Taylor Swift. Yeah, I t- didn't see him. Oh. Taylor Swift's people must have not been thrilled about that. First oh, of all, no. Or didn't know. I feel like that'd be a thing that they would, they would say she can't be in the same thing as him. Oh, I, I they think, should write that into her contract. No, but the contract, her, her and Kelsey's yeah, like handshake NFL, agreement. Whatever deal she's got going with the NFL, <laughs> got to get Jackson out of there. Honestly, that's that's like her PR or whatever. They She's been so clean, like crystal clear. Mm-hmm. She, they've got to vet this, right? Well, she did date that guy from the 1975 who was pretty politically incorrect. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that guy. That was another miss. All right, yeah, that's she two. She might not be on top of the PR stuff. One thing, EJ, I saw Jackson Mahomes at the Super Bowl last year. That dude is... A legit six five. Oh, he's, he's, he's a giant. You could tell in the box he was towering over Taylor last night. Yeah, he's an absolute giant. But yeah, I saw Jackson Mahomes standing right behind, right behind her, slapping five and cheering. I'm like, ooh, I don't think we'll see that next week. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want that kind of bad mojo. So is she going to every game now? Do we know what the schedule is? It feels we know like their a schedule. Yeah, thing. stand by. <laughs> so they go to Denver. Next week. She's That's a no. Go. That's a no. Supposed to be at that one. But they host the <laughs> Dolphins November 5th. That's, That's a play. hard yes. Yeah. But are we getting close to her leaving for the European portion of this tour? Thank God. <laughs> and, oh, wait, we still have uh, games in Europe. They're playing the Dolphins. No, <laughs> yeah. that Dolphins oh, that, game is in Germany. That's right. That's yes, the Germany is. game. Oh, oh it, she'll it, be there for sure. Does it sure. coincide with a show in Munich or something? Oh, she'll definitely. But I'll bet this all might be about promoting the film in Germany. <laughs> you need this much publicity <laughs> to promote a movie that's selling out anyway and would have sold out anyway just because you're international you box office that's where you get rich maggie yeah i know because travis kelsey's doing a lot to goose your international numbers she's gotten an ad with 30 million people watching her every week there's no where was she going to get 30 million people to see her on tv every week i know but if she keeps doing these dumb dances it's going to really backfire on her she's got november 9th the tour resumes in argentina She's in South America and then Asia. Oh, no, that's so that's only for November is South America. And then Asia is next February. And they're not dumb dances. They're awkward dances. Yes, mm. thank you. Right. So she's back in play as of December for those Chiefs games. Great.
And there were people who said that. <laughs> luck, so thrilled. Lucky us. There were people who said he was going to go to South America with her. He was going to leave the Chiefs. That was a, like a gossip thing last week. People were like, uh, he's definitely not going to abandon the Chiefs in November to go to Buenos Honestly, Aires. Is this like the Bulls' last dance and he's Dennis Rodman all of a sudden, <laughs> or he just needs to go to Vegas for two weeks to blow off steam? I mean, you get two, of the season. If you have a Tuesday off, could he get down to Buenos Aires? It's only 20 <laughs> hours away. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, there's no time change, really, right? When you're flying south. Yeah. So at least just a long plane ride. You don't have to worry about, like, jet lag or whatever. I know. When I think of places that are really easy to get in and out of, I think Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> did my honeymoon there. Longest flight of my life. <laughs> it's so far away. Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, has one NFL experiment already failed? We'll get to that in a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Today's Monday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we got Niners and Vikings in Minnesota. Brock Purdy and company trying to get back on the winning track. 
following a 1917 loss in Cleveland in Week 6. San Fran's a six-and-a-half-point favorite on FanDuel. The Vikings are off to a disappointing 2-4 and four start with Justin Jefferson's sideline and trade questions on quarterback Kirk Cousins. I can't wait for this game because I would love to see the Eagles' main competition in the NFC, the Niners, stumble while their players are hurt, but it feels like six-and-a-half points. I am not totally sure we'll get a competitive game here. Well, I mean, it's Kirk Cousins in prime time. What are we expecting? That's a great point. I, I just at some point there's just too much evidence for this to not be true. It's got to be something about his routine getting disrupted or something, right? Yeah, and also the Viking, the wheels on the Viking season feel like they're real wobbly. Yeah, they can beat a couple of really bad teams, but it all is about to fall apart. And I don't see him getting traded. No, I don't either. And also, I think it's hard to trade for a quarterback midseason and teach him the offense. So even if it was a perfect situation, I'm not sure he gets traded. I think you'd hear a little more heat around it, you know? And the fact that he came out and said he doesn't want to, like, potentially wouldn't trade it, uh, waive his no-trade clause, that's probably not a good sign. Um, Okay, so yesterday you had this wild game, eight different lead changes, where the Cleveland Browns ultimately prevail over the Colts with their backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, Perloff, who turned the ball over four times. But... Deshaun Watson started the game through about five passes and then had his shoulder hurt. Now, he was and and had to get cleared for a concussion as well. He did get cleared for the concussion, but when they came back from uh, the the TV broadcast said they're he's sitting out for precautionary reasons, but they're not going to rule him out in case something happens to PJ Walker and he has to come back in. Like, that's got to be a little bit frustrating to hear if you're a Browns fan because so far this trade has been terrible for you. I mean, Deshaun Watson has done absolutely zero. He's only played in 10 games. If he's available to to go in, go in. All that is very true. He's been really bad. He's got no rhythm whatsoever. It looks like he hasn't played in three years because he hasn't really played in three years. So the... Issue is, if the Browns make the playoffs, I do not feel like the Browns are going to focus on the negative of the Deshaun Watson deal. And there's a chance this defense is good enough to get them to the playoffs. So say they're 11-5, and five, or 11-6, sorry. Do you think people are going to be like, oh, man, I'm so mad we traded for Deshaun Watson? That's not going to be the energy around this, even though he hasn't done anything. Okay, but there is no chance they're going to win a playoff game if he's playing like this, if he's playing this poorly. And to be I don't honest- know if that's true, because the, Miles Garrett is a force right now. I know, but you're going to be going against much better quarterbacks than Gardner Minshew, who you needed everything just to beat him today. I mean, that's the other thing about Deshaun Watson. You're saying, you know, gosh, he's been away from football so long, like kind of implying that he needs more time just to get ready. I mean, Michael Vick went to prison and came back and was actually a good quarterback and representative. I mean, took talk a while. About, talk about a stressful moment and you're coming back in your career. I mean, Deshaun Watson had stressful moments, obviously, with the allegations against him. I mean, at some point, you got to play again. At some point, you got to look good again. Yeah, Michael Vick, it took a couple years. People remember he was a bench player in Philly. So, I know, but they had to bring him back as a bench player. Deshaun's had the starting job ever since he came off suspension. How many games has he actually played? Ten. Ten games. It's not a lot. He so, could have played 23, and he's played ten. That's the uh, other thing, too, about the best ability is availability. It's such a cliche, but, man, when you're paying that much for a guy? Well, I've, okay, there's no debate about was he worth $230 million. We're not really going to do that. I think that falls into the Captain Obvious realm, that Deshaun Watson has not been worth $230 million. The question is, are we going to look at this at the end of the year as one of the all-time great 
terrible signings. If they make the playoffs, that kind of takes the edge off that argument in my mind. Okay, were you trading for, trading three first-round picks and giving this guy all the money in the world to just make the playoffs, or were you doing that so you turn into a Super Bowl contender? This franchise has made the playoffs how many times? They've never had a quarterback like this. So they've made the playoffs once in 15 years. I I think the bar is lower than you think. I don't think Browns fans are expecting a Super Bowl right now. I think they'd be thrilled to make the playoffs this year. But you got to think, Perloff, if they go to the playoffs and Watson plays like this and they're playing a high-stakes game, you think Browns fans are going to be okay with him putting up a, a 10 for 21 or a no, 10 for 22 against no, a team? No, of course team? not. But it'd be a lot worse if they were Russell Wilson and the Broncos and they were 3-13. and 13. Then I think Browns fans would be furious. Coming up, your thoughts on the Browns, 855-212-4CBS. Also, the biggest lesson we learned last night. We'll get to that in just moments. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.